Is the Dial of Destiny a fitting send-off for Indiana Jones? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. That's what this show is. Uh, this is the show where we talk about, we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, Raiders of the Lost Arks, Last Crusades, and maybe even Dials of Destinies. I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Hello, Roxy. Hello, DJ. We definitely didn't record another show before this show. This is where no, we're starting today. No, how's your day going, DJ? It's going fine. How's your day going, Roxy? <laughs> Better now that we started the show. Oh, hell yeah. Woo! And this week, we are talking about uh, Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny. But before we do that, a little business up top. Of course, if you want to watch this show early, ad-free, maybe even watch it live, uh, you can do that over at patreon.com slash Answer. Only stupid answers. We have uh, exclusive shows over there as well, like Spider-Versity and what we're into. Uh, please give us, if you can, five-star iTunes review. It's very helpful. Also, if you listen on Spotify, we ask a question every week. This week's question is, did you see The Flash? If so, what did you think? If not, why not? Yeshua Wazalewski said, I unfortunately saw it, and I wish it was an Elseworlds, Supergirl, and Batman movie because none of The Flash parts worked for me. Sailor Gaines said, I saw it three times. I loved it, but I still got, got questions. The mom stuff destroyed me. So, much like our episode last week, mixed opinions across the board on The Flash. Um, but listen. Not doing well, DJ. It's not doing well. And you know what, Roxy? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what that the implications of it not doing well um, and why that might be the case. And a little section we like to call news. <laughs> um, let's dive into news. Before we get into that, Roxy, what though. What does news mean? What, what is this what section? What is news? Who's to say what news is about? For us, and news is different things to different people. For us, it means the news. Um, <laughs> pop culture news specifically. Like, we got a, a trailer this week for the, uh, the most anticipated superhero movie of the year. Craven the Hunter. Um... Uh, Roxy, did you did you see this trailer? I'm I knew it, DJ. I'm scared if I start talking, you're gonna take the picture down. And I just was not. Yep. At, this, listen, this is definitely the best. You can't see what I'm doing with my cursor, but I'm circling the best selling points of the movie. <laughs> yep, I can tell what they are. Um, yeah. This was better than the trailer for me. The picture is the picture? better than the trailer. Hey, listen, as uh, for a variety of reasons, not just the Aaron Taylor Johnson of it all, but also as a comic book fan, it's like, yeah, that looks like Craven. <laughs> totally. That looks like um, Craven more than the movie does. <laughs> you know, I did an hour sit down with him at a Collider when I was there, and he was dope. Very cool. Great. Yeah. Um, which was great. The. This movie, uh, I've seen a lot of people say that the trailer changed their mind and they're really excited for it now. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah. I actually have a feeling I'm going to like this, though. Like, I think that maybe I'm the, maybe this is for me. You know, listen, it could be crazy enough. Listen, it could be crazy enough. It could win us over. I'll tell you where it lost me. It lost me yep. in a few places, Roxy. One, it lost me in. It has the audacity to be like, have like a, a title card that comes up that's like, 
villain, I don't even know what it said, but it's something along the villain's origins or whatever. It calls its title character villain. Meanwhile, he explicitly states like, yeah, my dad's put a lot of evil in the world and I'm taking it out, which not for nothing is the premise of the first couple seasons of Arrow. But also, does that sound like a villain to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, more anti-hero maybe. I hear, I definitely hear you. Um, I, yeah, I saw, did you see a lot of people being like, so you're going to release this on Juneteenth and mm-hmm. it's uh, essentially a White Panther trailer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that, yeah, shit, yeah. that shit had me losing my mind. Those tweets were hysterical. But uh, I don't know. Russell Crowe seems like a dick, but he's very talented. Um, I like Ariana DeBose and Christopher Abbott. Uh, and I, seems like good cast. Seems like this movie takes itself very seriously, which might be problematic or could mm-hmm. be funny. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I think that like if your expectations going into this are high, you're Momo, which is short mm-hmm. for Moron. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like sexy bad. I don't know. The um, poster below what you said says yeah. villains aren't born. They're made. Oh, my God. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I, here's the other thing I need to unpack. Does that answer all your questions, DJ? Not a one. Not a one. Um, here's the question I need to ask you, Roxy, before we get we got a couple of Discord questions on this. Am I led to believe from this trailer that young Craven gets mauled by a lion, then lion blood drips into Craven blood, and he becomes Lion Man? Is that yeah. is that the setup yeah. this movie is trying to sell me on? That's what I gathered. Cool. Oh, that fucking sucks. That's so fucking awful. <laughs> Why? Why would that be the case? Cool. cool. Oh my god. <laughs> It's really bad. That's stupid. That's really and and here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like I feel like well, people have been sold on this stuff because like something maybe Donald will happen and be like, well, in the comics, I I tell you, yeah, now, everybody, it's not that's, fair. That's not Craven's origin in the comics. All right, man, that's not as wild and what crazy kids as comics. comics? Um, he is a big game hunter um, that has done all the biggest game, and so he wants a new challenge. Um, and so he decides to hunt Spider-Man and I want to say, I'm, I think I'm thinking of the original origin and not, uh, uh, an updated version of it. He Spider-Man, Spider-Man. So he hands him his ass. So he takes basically experimental steroids to heighten his senses and abilities to be able to take on Spider-Man. And that's it. Like, that's the gist of it. One of the things I like about Craven is that he's not like a superpower. He's just a dude. <laughs> he's not like a superpowered mutant. Um, so uh, and he uses strategery and traps to try and take on Spider-Man. I think that is part of what makes him compelling. And also, he's a villain. He's not an anti-hero. He is a, he is a guy hunting another person. Um, and there's just no... Here's what I think. I think I talked about... Forgive me for people that watch this all our stuff, if I'm repeating myself. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this on Mutant Academy with Sal. Here's where I think things went wrong, and I think this could possibly help us segue into their next story is i think where we went wrong is it it used to be studios were like if we make movies people want to see not necessarily good movies but people movies people want to see they will spend money on that and we will make money it's always been about for studios it's always been about making money 
I think where we've started to go wrong is studios want to be able to press a button. They want it, they want a factory line. They don't want to have to think about it. They don't want to have to think about what people, they want to just be able to put Star Wars on it or Marvel on it and uh, withdraw money. Uh, and so that's what leads us to shit like this, where it's like, well, I guess we have Craven IP, so let's do that. But this isn't what people want. Does anybody want this? Like, does anybody, is anybody begging for a fucking Craven movie? You know what I mean? But maybe isn't that better than like right now? There's so much. I mean, obviously, I'm crossing the line between comic book franchises or whatever, but like there's so much expectation around what they're going to do with fucking the Batman versus the other Batman and the what, like it, and everybody wants it and then it's never going to live up expectations. Like maybe cra- the Cravens of the world are the movies that we should be making. I understand your argument. And, but I, and I think if it was somebody that like, listen, I've got a Craven story to tell. That's not what's happening. It's that we have this IP and it's a cash grab. It's like we've got this IP and we think that if just merely having it be connected to Spider-Man will make us the money we need. There's no... And I think this is what leads us to the conversation around like AI and stuff like that. Like they want to take out... They want to cut out the creative middleman as much as possible. But this isn't like fucking... They want, they want movies to be like Ikea furniture. And while... I, uh, this is not me knocking the artisanal people that handcraft furniture. Obviously, there's a lot of value in that, but fucking movies aren't fucking furniture, man. Like, that's not, you can't, they're not a burger. You can't, like, uh, um, conveyor belt this shit. That's not, yeah. it's not the same thing. Um, and so the impulse to do that is, in, is utterly misguided. Um, and so you're right. Like, maybe you're right. There's not as much pressure on a Craven movie. You could make a really cra- good Craven movie if somebody along the line had a vision for it. But I don't think anybody does. You know what I mean? The studio said, this is a character people recognize. Make me a movie. And people were like, I'll cash that paycheck. And th- and then we get this, right? I, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm favorite. wrong. It just be your favorite. I don't know. I mean, you, listen, stranger things have happened. I can't name them off the top of my head. But before we leave Craven, we do have a couple of Discord questions uh, from Stone Trunks. Good name. <laughs> if Craven the Hunter sees high box office success, could it influence Sony to make more of their movies R-rated? Like maybe Venom 3 could be R-rated. I do think it could influence them to make more of their movies R-rated. However, uh, something's not well with the box office these days i would be shocked if craven does well at the box office uh yeah i mean like for all its drama if flash isn't pulling in the money like uh uh-oh spaghettio sorry craven um maybe we should make these movies for less money make more barbie (laughs) movies make more barbie movies movies. make more um uh jake hefner asks with craven apparently having rhino in the movie as well the sinister six is coming together more and more we got vulture morbius craven rhino presumably also by the this isn't his question i'm adding this chameleon's also in the movie uh, i don't know that he becomes full chameleon but the character that is chameleon is in the movie um assuming venom venom isn't the fifth member who do you think will see complete the team who would you want to see follow-up question from me roxy so the question is who else would you want to see part of the Sinister Six? If if we've already got Craven, Morbius, Rhino, and Vulture, who else would you like to see? My follow-up question is, what are the odds that we're getting a Sinister Six movie? Because I just feel like it's not. I feel like this movie's going to tank just like Morbius did, and we're not getting a Sinister Six movie. Well, it kind of reminds me of um, 
what the fuck, uh, mummy? What, what's that mm-hmm. universe? Mm-hmm. What's that? I think they wanted to call it dark universe. Dark universe. Dark, yeah. Where it's just like, in order to get to the big group, yeah. the movies have to perform. Hmm. And that seems to not be, uh, like computing. Yeah. Yeah, because people seem to fail to realize that what started, they made an Iron Man movie we liked, and then they made a Thor movie that we liked, well, we liked enough, and then they made a Captain America movie we liked, and that is what led us to Avengers. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know, and like even think, looking at what DC did, where they were just like, Justice League. Yeah. It was like, wait, but what about this? Batman yeah. hasn't even had his own movie yet. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Um, so that my, I don't know if that answered that question. Um, and then what was the other thing you said? Sinister Six. I mean, you you know way better than I do, like who you think would fit well. Um, we've seen a lot of them in previous movies, a lot of the uh, Sinister Six people, but I don't know that I'm like really hankering for somebody. Yeah, well, and my difficulty is like, yeah, I could name names, but I, my problem is I want to see the Sinister Six fight a spider-man i don't want to yeah, see yeah, them yeah. team up for a heist like i don't care about that um i especially don't care if somehow michael keaton's vulture is supposed to be involved like because then i got to think about that stupid bullshit about why the fuck he's over there that doesn't but make that makes sense. sense does it <laughs> i don't know we got that post credit but it does, it's like okay oh my god i don't want to think about it roxy i don't want to think about I want to see them fight. I want to see Venom fight Spider-Man. I want to see Craven fight Spider-Man. I want to see the Sinister Six fight Spider-Man. Put Spider-Man in these movies. God damn it. Um, who could we do? What? Okay. Sorry, Jake. We're going to spin off this question. Okay. What could they do, Roxy, that would get you excited about a Sinister Six movie? Build up to it. But but we are building up to it. So what, what about the build up that we're doing isn't working for you? <laughs> We're not real. How and what way are we building up? I mean, I guess like we've got a Morbius scene. movie, we've got a Craven movie, we've got post credit scenes teasing it. <laughs> uh, nothing then. I don't know. I I'd be excited no yeah. matter what. Maybe. I, I, we will see. I what would get me excited is if they fought Spider Man. Tell me which Spider Man is swinging around this universe. Is it Andrew Garfield? That would excite me. That, I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Then good. Good. Awesome. Doubt then it, though. whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh man. Okay. So maybe it's off. um maybe it's Peter Parker from the Spider Verse. Um, uh, what's his name from um New Girl? Jake Jake Johnson. But we've, already, but we've already established that they look animated. That the real people look because we saw Donald Glover in that. We uh, so we the real people look real and the maybe, animated ones look animated. Maybe it's animated him. Great, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, great. I that is honestly a solid suggestion. Let's fucking do that. I'd watch that fucking movie. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out Two. It's time to greet your team, Riley. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew. Ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! 
Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so you mentioned box office not doing great. I believe... Do I have the number in front of me or did I not pull that? I believe The Flash pulled in about, in its opening weekend, pulled in about $50 million, um, give or take. Uh, Variety did a whole article about it um, uh, with quotes uh, like this. The movie should uh, be... uh, the movie should be opening at 120 million domestic, says an industry veteran who's worked on many major campaigns. This is an unmitigated disaster. Um, and then um, we got this: when you have a film set in a multiverse, it's asking the audience. This is this uh, quote is more about why people think it might not be doing well. When you have a film set in a multiverse, it's asking the audience to recall past films instead of shutting off their brain and enjoying what's in front of them. Um, says exhibitor relations analyst Jeff Bach. He notes that uh, The Flash's domestic opening weekend is on par with debuts for other titles that have been part of the D- wider DC universe, like Black Adam, which had $67 million, and Aquaman, which had $68 million, whereas Joker and the Batman, standalone films with zero connection to anything else, opened at $96 million and $134 million, respectively. Uh, and but I've you got... don't know the connection The Flash has to other movies until you see it. I mean, I think general audiences. I I I would push back on that notion as well because I think that if I I don't think it's the connectedness of it all. I I it goes back to uh, my other criticisms that I think we want this factory line movie making, and so we're not spinning. It's the same stuff that we're talking about with Secret Invasion in the first episode of that. I think less time is being invested in making this, and you and I have different opinions on The Flash, but we're focused less on making a good people, the good movie that people want to see and more focused on the product, 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 product. And it's like, and mm-hmm. I think people are feeling that, and so they're less excited to go to the movies because uh, we're getting... We're getting tired. We're basically watching an ad for a thing as opposed to being taken away on an adventure in a movie. Or at least that, that I feel like that that feeling could be becoming more common in, in theater-going audiences. I think that The Flash suffered because of 5,000 different things. Yeah. I think it's not a good sample. I think we're going to have to see how movies do this summer. But I mean, and I, I agree with you because obviously, you know, Ezra Miller's not able to do press for it. It's in the middle of... Um, and um, the like DC shifts and critics, yeah. a lot of people not wanting to review this. You know, there's just, there was a lot going on there. But there's also Shazam did poorly. Black Adam did poorly. Like we have... Yeah, um, but all so, of those were post the DC announcement stuff too. Do you think people... Here's, here's my argument. I hear what or you're actually saying. Actually, Black Adam was right around then sorry do you think people care that much i think if the movies were good it wouldn't matter i think the flash is great so i'm not i don't agree with you on that oh um 
yeah, I I get you. Let's let me go over to ba 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 just to see because because you're right. You and I have, and not that this is. I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes right now. Not that that's the perfect gauge or whatever, but it is. It is at least it's certified a, a, fresh. Okay, and its audience score is 84. Its audience score is 84. So I guess the people seeing it or at least rating it out on on Rotten Tomatoes are liking it enough. But I've seen enough pushback. Uh, yeah, I I think for me. Um, and maybe it's also that audiences aren't going to theaters as much in general. And I will say, I, I wonder if part of that is the theater. And we've talked about this before. You and I go to professional screenings and the theater experience there has not been great. No, <laughs> let alone the few times that I've gone. Like I saw, uh, I took my wife to see, uh, across the spider verse on opening night. And that was a lot that was a lot of a lot of kids a lot of cell phones a lot of whatever and and i i uh i think culturally we've we've done a lot of like um postmodern dismantling the social contract thing which i think in some ways is positive dealing with like the patriarchy and all that shit but i mm-hmm. wouldn't mind it if we come out the other end and come to some sort of new like just respecting each other's personal space and like, Hey, maybe other people are here to watch the movie. Uh, and maybe wearing a mask isn't taking away your freedom. Maybe we should just consider other people more. I don't know what's happened in the past three years that just considering other people seems to be increasingly challenging. And maybe Maybe I'm projecting, I do live in LA. (laughs) Everybody was at home by themselves and had to be selfish to survive. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But and also, I should. Ask, do you feel the same way, or is this just a me man shouting at cloud thing? <laughs> like I do, but I don't feel the same way exclusively to movies. You know, like when I'm walking around at the mall, I feel like people just like bump into same. you in a way that's just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, I, and I think, and I, and I do wonder. Um, you know, maybe our sample sizes. You and I live in LA, and my experience is almost everybody here is kind of a fucking egomaniac. It, anyway (laughs) um but it does feel like suddenly it's like did we forget did we forget about interacting with other people i don't know though because when i was i was back home dj and so there's this i was going to that wedding and you have to take a boat to get to the wedding it's public boat and the, the ferry and you there's this guy on the boat and this is massachusetts yeah who took all his clothes off except oh for like God. his little undies yeah. to tan on the boat. That's like, and it, that's not the vibe. Like yeah. everybody's it, there sitting on the boat next to each other. You're this, like you're in chairs, seats yeah. on the boat. Cause yeah. Cause what I'm understanding is it's a boat, but functionally it's like a bus or like a it's plane. A like this it's is, this is train. This is public transit. It's tra- <laughs> public transportation. Yeah. And you're not sitting in the seat almost naked Oh my like God. next to a five-year-old that isn't your kid, um, like rubbing <sighs> against each other. And it's like, what is your deal? Like, did you, was this always you? Is this now you, nobody gives a fuck anymore? Uh, like just a lack of spatial understanding or like anybody else matters. And again, I'm not like a, a prudy about nudity. I'm not like, oh, yeah. put that away. But like, we are on what is essentially a bus on the water. Why yeah. are you in, why are you like this? Sweating on everybody. It's just like gross. Yeah. Was it, 
you and I aren't the ones. We're not like social scientists. But it is. Is it? Was it? Is it just quarantine? Was that enough to do this to everybody? Like that feels like you would think that that would really affect the people under the age of eighteen, right? Like because this is mm-hmm. a big part of their formative years. But yeah. this, like people our age, we had enough time pre-pandemic to know what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, because yeah, I it, it is that just that general sense of like we just um just respecting other people's the uh, space and time and all that stuff. I, it, it's weird. Yeah, so I, I huh? Just the thing is that villains aren't born; they're made. So you know, like you're just not boom. Picking up hey, that's it. That's the answer. That's the uh, uh, that's the answer. So I going back to this box office. Do you think? Let's flash forward. No pun intended. Uh, to 2025, yeah. Superman Legacies hitting theaters. Do you think because we're now past this like lame duck phase of ending old universe, beginning new universe, you think that will do better? Do you think what we're seeing is just a general like shift in audience focus? What do you think this means for? Movies, but more, I guess, more specifically, DC movies moving forward. But so, what you're asking is, in 2025, what do I think the movie-going audience and experience is going to be like? Based do, on I guess, now? Do you, no. Do you think? Do you think because of the lukewarm response to Flash, you're saying you think part of that is you, you, a variety of reasons? You said a variety of reasons, but um, um, the part of the, one of it being that this is no longer part of what we're doing moving forward. Do you think once we get to what we're doing moving forward, like Superman legacy, it will be doing better or, uh, cause I think there's a read of this that says like maybe audiences, superhero fatigue is set in and maybe it's like, we don't really care as much about this shit anymore. I can't picture a world in which, um, a new Superman movie and a new Batman movie don't do well because audiences are going to want to see what's, what's up next. And it's been so many years since we had man of steel. And Superman is the biggest superhero on the planet. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of 10-year retrospectives on Man of Steel, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people did like it, but a lot of people like me really didn't like that. So I haven't mm. had a Superman movie that I loved in, I mean, at least we have the TV show. So it's not fair to say I haven't had a live action Superman. But like, Yeah, no, but I know what you, you know, mean. It's in a long, 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 long time. It is interesting. I'm looking at this, um, and this was part of the Variety article, article as well. This these box office rates, and just looking at the domestic, um, it is interesting how Man of Steel did did pretty good. Batman v Superman did better, and then you can see this decline. Like Suicide Squad did worse than Batman v Superman. Wonder Woman, did, and this is just domestic. This is not uh, international. Wonder Woman did worse than Suicide Squad. Justice League did worse than Wonder Woman. Aquaman did worse than Justice League. You know what I mean? There's just this slow decline. And then you get Joker, it picks up. What did the best, DJ, in the of the Justice League character movies? Uh Batman v Superman. And so I what? I think I think what I'm seeing here is kind of like a general reject and and once you get past that, what did what did well? Joker and the Batman, the standalone movies. And so I I kind of think what we're seeing here is if you just looking at this is kind of a rejection of 
the DCU of it all. Like, I, and so I think, I think they're right to like, I think James Gunn is right to like redirect. I know obviously on Twitter, on social media, a lot of very vocal supporters of the Snyderverse, however you want to phrase it. But it's like, it's very much diminishing returns, um, uh, at least domestically. Um, oh, that's just the debut. Oh, I'm just looking at the, excuse me, everybody. This is why I'm not a box office analyst. I was just looking at their debuts. Um, Wonder Woman, once you, uh, the entire domestic gross, Wonder Woman did the best of them, probably. I was going to say, I thought Wonder Woman, but didn't Aquaman do the best? Uh, once you loop in international gross, it, it looks like Aquaman, based on this graph, Aquaman fucking destroyed international. Aquaman made over a billion dollars, right? Yeah. But a lot of that is international. Um, uh, money is money. Box they don't care where it's coming yeah. from. Yeah. Um, I, but I do think it, it does dictate on, on what type of stuff you're doing. Why Joker did Aquaman do so well? I'm confused. I liked Aquaman. I thought Aquaman I was a too. fucking blast. Yeah. I did too. I did yeah. do too. But DJ, you don't have to be a box office person to be like, Aquaman yeah. did better than Man of Steel or BVS. I Explain think, that to me. I, I think it's more fun. I think it's best. And, and I might be thinking more this way because of Fast X. It, it, it definitely taps into um, that Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious does amazing internationally, right? And so it taps into that same colorful, bombastic energy. Um I also think of the movies, is Aquaman the most fun? I it's mean, up the there, like the most. Squad. I mean, yeah, that, but but even the the and, but and that's not fair because the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey both came out during the pandemic, like at different yeah. phases of the pandemic. So it's hard, like those numbers, like what do they even fucking mean? You know what I mean? Um, but but even even as much as I love Birds of Prey and I love the Suicide Squad, I would say of of the three, Aquaman's the most fun, and it's definitely like maybe the most um, eye catching with all the different Atlantean worlds, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I don't know I, that those would be my guesses. Those would be my guesses, and it's just the the um, the Batman v Supermans of it all are so. Um, Dark's not the right word, but just very like um, uh, I could just see I could see why something like Aquaman. It is weird because it's Aquaman. We like to joke about Aquaman, um, but why that would do better than those internationally? It's more inviting than the Batman v Supermans of the world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, directed by James Mangold, written by uh, Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and David Kep. Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Um, as of this recording on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 59% um, critic score, um, which is 
partially shocking because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has a 77%, which is insane to me. Um, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it says, although there is a, there's a nostalgic rush to seeing Harrison Ford back in action, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is a largely unnecessary franchise finale. And this is one of the rare times, Roxanne, you and I, I have not talked to you yet. I know, I was just thinking your that. Thought. So I have literally no idea what you thought of Indiana Jones. I need Jones you to go first. Destiny. Just in general, the first thing I just want to know from you, DJ, is just in general, is it this thumbs up? Is it this meh? Or is it this thumbs down? In general, it is somewhere between meh and thumbs up. But like, so it's in general. Okay. What about you? Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get let's get I, it. Oh, spoiler free first. Thoughts. So you know that I've been doing on my social media when I go to see movies that I like, I put out a video about it. Yeah. I didn't put out a video about this. Okay. Okay. Um, I I actually like it less and less as the days go on. Okay. And it's just too fucking long and drags how like long, crazy. How long is it? It's two hours and 36 minutes. That's chunky. That's a chunky one. That's and a chunky one. It felt like three hours easy to me. And the middle really drags. The parts of this movie that feel like Indiana Jones that are fun are mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. And, and, Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are fucking great and their chemistry is great and they really they at times make me forget about the fact that I was not having fun and it did just feel I don't know whether it was my screening or what but like my audience was silent start to finish um there was no cheering there was no clapping even when you heard the score, the da da da. Mm-hmm. Nobody was reacting. It just felt like it was like kind of dead in the water. Um, yeah. And so the storyline is simple. The premise is simple enough. Yeah. I don't love what we do at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the big, yeah. Not the, <laughs> not the very end. Not the. Like, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Spoiler free, I know exactly what you're talking about. Which I was just like, that, okay. Uh, yeah. But th- there's some stuff that was really fun. I I would not be stoked to watch this again in theaters. I would put it on in the background at home if it was on. Yeah, I think for me, my my big thing is... I enjoy it more than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I watched again recently and I think is bad. I think is, I think, because we actually yeah, have a question here. Me? This was better than yeah, the... Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. than Kingdom of the Crystal. Do, do you agree with that or are you asking me if that's... If I, you're no, no, I, my I, thoughts? I haven't seen the movies in a really long time, but I remember knowing, like how I felt about this was that it was watchable and I remember feeling that that was not watchable. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and obviously that's kind of faint praise, um, but um, so it's like okay, if for some reason we felt the need to keep right. doing these movies after oh. Last Crusade, which having just rewatched that as well, there was no Last Crusade's fucking perfect in my opinion. Last Crusade is perfect; it's a perfect ending. It literally ends with them riding off into the sunset. 
That's the end of your franchise, dudes. You did it. You nailed it. When you do perfect, it's, my, it's the same reason I don't need another John Wick movie. You did it. John Wick 4 is perfect. Don't. No more. Stop. When you hit perfect, stop. <laughs> just, just fucking quit while you're ahead. Um, and, uh, but if we needed to keep doing it, which we didn't, but if we did, this is a better way to end things than Crystal Skull, in my opinion. And for me, I think we might be a little bit different because for me, the middle, I like the middle the most. We open with an extended flashback with, with DH Harrison Ford that I found it was always distracting. Every time DH Harrison Ford's face popped up, I was immediately taken out of what was happening. Yeah, um, I and get it. as we were talking about the ending, the, let's say the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin's stupid. And so the ending revolves around what the MacGuffin does, and it's stupid. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just fucking dumb. But that middle part where it's just Harrison Ford hanging out with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, fighting Mads Mikkelsen, it's like, this feels like Indiana Jones. I like this. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. And the middle part's my favorite part, too. I just think yeah. it was drag and it was okay. long and dragged. Um, yeah. I, and to be honest, I was really disappointed with what they did with Mads Mikkelsen because I think that it is such a cop-out when movies... Okay, so this isn't a, I, this isn't a spoiler if you've seen the trailers or any Indiana Jones movie ever, I suppose. Yeah. Like Mads Mikkelsen, is, like if... Okay, they're Nazi characters in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And... To me, when you make characters Nazis, you know that the audience is going to dislike them because you don't have to explain that. You don't have to show that they're evil. They're in yeah. a Nazi uniform, so we know they're evil. Mads Mikkelsen could have been so much more evil, villainous. Mm. Like we could have seen him really lose it and be just like this intensely evil dude. We don't actually see him do that much evil shit. We just see mm -hmm. him as a Nazi. Yeah. Which is not like, it's just such a, I think it's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that we, we get into a little bit and this is, this isn't really a spoiler, but we do touch briefly on the way in our real world, uh, the United States government incorporated a lot of Nazi scientists into our shit and basically like get out of jail free card. If you make us rockets, um, I feel like we could have done more with that. I think before I get into this general thought, I don't want to get distracted on this, uh, before I answer some discord questions we got. Um, Mike Joyce asks after dial of destiny, would you say that the Indiana Jones series has more misses than hits? No, you think you think more of them hit it because because what I'm hearing is uh, not on board with Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny. So like those original three, you're on board with. Yeah, and I'm not not on board with Dial of Destiny. It's totally mid to me. Okay, it is watchable. Okay. I think I think I, I I totally agree with you. I think there's definitely more um, hits because I I know people like to rag on temple of doom but that was when we only had three good indiana jones movies we've had two not as good since then i think temple of doom's actually a really the the one thing i have to admit with as much as i love the indiana jones franchise and i do they are varying degrees of racist all of them <laughs> every one of them um and, and that is a problem that it would have been cool for us to engage with in this movie if this is our last one but we didn't so whatever um um i think the first three 
it might be one of the best blockbuster trilogies we've ever gotten and i think dial of destiny is is uh watchable to solid so it's three good movies depending on how you rate it it's three good movies or two good movies two mid movies and then two bad movies i think by and large it is very watchable um is raiders not your favorite Last Crusade's my favorite. Raiders is very good. Last Crusade's my favorite. My favorite, personally. Mm-hmm. What about you? Raiders is my favorite, but I have Raiders. to rewatch them. It's just based on how I felt watching as a kid. Yeah, Raiders is very good. No, no shade to Raiders. I think that's a perfectly solid favorite. Just for me, Last Crusade means more. Um, Sorry, this is such a weird tangent or question then, but what is your favorite original Star Wars movie? Empire. Yeah, okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think Empire. Um, because uh, I think, um, Last Jedi is where we start getting Star Wars starts recycling itself. Um, uh, and and new, I what Return I, of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and I actually don't particularly like New Hope all that much. The the only one like if I were if you DJ you could I would have thought ones. that Return of the I would have thought that Return was your favorite. Yeah, no, the Empire. Empire is the I think Empire is hands down the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andor might be better though, but it's not a movie, so it doesn't. It's not part of this conversation. Um, Leonard Kim, at the very least, is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny a good adventure movie? As a sucker for adventure movies, um, if Indy delivers on that, that's good enough for me. Um, Roxy, it sounds like you might have mixed feelings on considering you felt like it dragged. Uh, yeah, like a good adventure movie, parts of it for sure. I yeah. think that this movie, a lot of my qualms with this movie would be eliminated if we took away 30 minutes of the movie, which you could have done by easily cutting. Like they thought that I gave a shit about the things that I didn't give a shit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just was like, oh my God. I don't even know that we needed to do flashbacks at all in this movie. I agree with you just because I don't think... I, I was joking with Sal on the other show. It's like, we need to take away de-aging tech and multiverse uh, multiverse storytelling from studios until they can learn how to behave. You're not you're right. not allowed to do it until you relearn the basics of storytelling because you're relying because on it too much. <laughs> the beginning, the opening of this with the de-aging is really like if he w- if it wasn't de-aging if this yeah. was indie at that time yeah. it'd be a thick opening yes. it was cool yeah but it, that those are not the tools in your toolbox yeah you, you can't just make him young again so the de-aging stuff was really not good and so yeah. I, I just don't know that we needed even needed flashbacks to tell the story they were trying to tell like and that sequence is long by the way long, that's, that's it's like a good 20 minute sequence, sequence. DJ, it's not just that sequence. We go back yeah. several times. Yeah. And right. and it's like, that is a huge so that's a big part of an adventure movie is the setup. Yeah. And it was like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think this could have been told over coffee in a quick story. Yeah. 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 Give yeah. A yeah, minute yeah, of yeah. exposition instead of 20 minutes of de aging. Yeah, or like, and it's also weird because Mads Mikkelsen is not the same fucking age, age as Harrison Ford. Right. And so, whatever. Anyway, here I, I think this segues into what I think might have been um, and kind of my issues with where we're at with movies and this this relentless 
reuse of IP. And I want to see what you think about this. I think a more compelling direction to have taken this movie is to do what Creed did for Rocky. Hey, everybody, we're following a different character now. And Indy's going to mentor that character. <laughs> They're there, yeah. but it's not an Indiana Jones adventure. <laughs> I thought that. I think, though, in this movie, people would have been pissed about that. Like, I just think that general audience would have been pissed about that. But were I, people pissed about Creed? Like, like because we were able to get rid, get away with it with Creed. Why? You know what I mean? Because woman. But, okay, so it doesn't, one, before I say what I'm going to say, that's... You and I both know that's stupid. You were just going to say it doesn't have to be a woman. Totally. It doesn't have to be a woman, but also who the fuck gives a shit if it's a woman anyway? But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think my instinct, my instinct would be if you, if you're really going to create it, you make a short round movie and, and, um, and, but that's kind of, I think for me, that's part of the larger issue when we're so hell bent on sticking these 80 year olds back in the costumes they were wearing 40 years ago. Then even if you made a short round movie, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Kehu Kwan, um, yeah. the actor that played short round. He's 50. He's already, <laughs> he's great. He's fantastic and everything ever all, all at once. I, I'm sure he's, uh, I think he's in American born Chinese, which I've been hearing good things about. He's fantastic, but he's also not like, he's not Michael B. Jordan's age. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're almost, it's the same thing with like, what was it? Queen Elizabeth that died. And now the new Kings like fucking 70. Like we're, our next election is between two fucking 80 year olds. We need to fucking let it go, man. It's done. Boomer, baby boomer time done. We need to do, let's get some Gen X people in here. Let's get some fucking millennials in here, man. It is crazy that whatever side of the aisle you're on, and if you're watching this show, very likely you're on one side as opposed to the other, but okay. That like, does does anybody think that two 80 year olds battling it out over who to run the country is the best choices? Like, I, I, I just don't know why culturally we can't, we're incapable of just moving on. And I think it's because that generation won't let us like, no, we're still in charge. We're still, but sorry, your time's passed. It's our time now. <laughs> like yeah. let, let, let the, let us do it. And so I, I feel like yeah. I don't know who the Michael B. Jordan of the Indiana Jones franchise would be, but like, I think there's, I, mean, I thought Phoebe Waller bridge was fantastic. She is fantastic. She is a great choice. And you're, and, and my only issue there, my only issue there is that, uh, and I think another thing that would have been more compelling than what we got, because um, I don't, there's really no point for us to run to spoilers right now. Uh, we, so I think we can just finish this conversation out spoiler free. But spoiler free, I think you and I can both agree that as much as a theme exists, it's about indie confronting the fact that he can't live in fear. And I think this is very tenuous <laughs> uh, about Indy realizing he can't live in the past. He has to, he has to move forward, even though this movie's very much trying to live in the past. Um, I think what would have been a more compelling direction is Indy's catchphrase in all those movies is it needs to be in the museum. He'll murder as many people as possible to get things in the museum. And I think if we introduced an, a, a creed, whatever, the creed is to Rocky, whatever that is to Indiana Jones of who's non-white and have him be like, no, dude, this doesn't need to be in a museum. This needs to be with my people. This is something important to our culture. It doesn't need to be in a British museum. It doesn't need to be in an American museum. And it, and so you don't need to like wag your finger at Indy, but it is an opportunity to evolve that perspective and have somebody else introduce like 
you saw things this way, but times have changed. And now these are going to be my adventures returning this to my people. I kind of you know forget I mean? there was a couple lines in this movie that I feel like they attempted to do something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it's a white British woman saying it, and, and she's basically like, "Don't pretend like you're a big hero," it, 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 because she's being kind of a. And I actually like that about Indy. I like that Indy's kind of an asshole, and I like that Phoebe Waller Bridge is kind of an asshole. Like it's kind of Indy, Phoebe. I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, Phoebe Waller Bridge is a huge trade up from Shia LaBeouf. Um, yeah, I hear you. But it's still the same. It's not. Dynamic. It's not evolve, evolving the perspective of the series, and I yeah. think there's an opportunity to do that. And I think because we can't, again, because we can't let anything go anymore, we can't move on. We can't evolve. Um, what did you think about the kid? I thought the kid was great, but again, it's just a, it's just short round two point It's the same. If the kid was good though, like the kid, the actor was good. They utilize him well. Again, I, I was on board for all the adventure shit in the middle. I was like, I'm watching an Indiana Jones movie. I'm having a blast. I I feel like they're not. It's not Indiana. He's doing stuff that is insane for an 80 year old, but it's not surviving a nuclear blast insane. So I'm on board. You know what I mean? Um, what about you? Did you? What did you feel about the kid? Uh, I thought that it got just like a lot and a little annoying and yeah. I was like, mm, like some of the stuff with the kid, just like towards the end, we needed to use him for more, but it was like, okay, I get it. But like, you're really making this drag now. How do you think circling this back to our connecting it back to our conversation with flash? How do you think this is going to do? Every one of my friends that is a guy, most critics are men in their 40s and 50s, I think, at this point. Specifically, white guys in their 40s White and 50s. guys in their 40s and yeah. 50s. And they seem to be loving this movie. Yes, but so, I think what we're learning is they are not the majority of the movie-going no, audience, completely. necessarily. So <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, uh, so when this premiered at Cannes, we heard it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Then when it had the critics screening, we heard it was really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, like my friends who went to the premiere to like Mark Ellis, Ken Knapsack, mm. Brett Sheridan, Christian Harloff, you know, all fans of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, when I saw it with Darina, Darina wanted to leave. She hated this movie so fucking much. She wanted to get up and walk out. Yeah. I felt in the middle and I think that audiences are going to be as mixed as that. Depends on who you are, what your background is. I'm hoping that go see Elemental. Go see Elemental. If you don't, if you haven't been checking out our What We're Into show, go see Elemental. Um, I do hope with since it feels like some of the juice on these classic IPs isn't isn't performing at the box office the way studios would want. I hope this starts a new like. Oh wait, do we actually need to pay writers to come up with new ideas? <laughs> can we not just can we not just shove a bunch of Indiana Jones scripts into a uh, uh, large language model and hope it poops out something that makes us a billion dollars? Are we actually going to have to have human beings do something new for once? Yes, please. <laughs> I no. love Indiana Jones. I love superhero movies, but let's do new things, man. I want to I want to feel that charge of when you watch something new for the first time, you're like, oh my god, this is great. I want that feeling again. And it works for them. Think about what everything everywhere all at once did. Yeah. 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 One thousand percent. 
All right, those are our thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Let us know what you thought about the movie in the comments. Roxy, where can the people find out what you're up to? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the fellows from stupid. Yank out those fellows, gosh dang it. Uh, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.